Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe in the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome, my friends, to episode 14 of Jock Talk. I'm Jean Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joy, the Big Rig. What's up, dog? What up? What up? Glad to whipped. We're up late taping after the game on Sunday night uh, to provide you the latest on the Cowboys debacle in the Bay. Woo! Uh, that being said, I hope you guys are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hours. We bring you everything you wanted to know and even some stuff you didn't want to know about the Cowboys. Man, uh, 42-10 butt kicking in San Francisco. Uh, before we get started, I got to tell y'all, none of this is possible. Without my friends uh, and sponsors And one of those are the people at Greening Law So I'm telling you, if you've ever been involved in an accident And gotten hurt, and it's not your fault And it doesn't matter whether it was a car accident Or you're at a business or an apartment complex If you're not at your house and you're involved in an accident It's not your fault What you need to do before you do anything else Is pick up the phone and dial 972-934-8900 And talk to the green team over there at Greening Law. Consultation is free. F-R-E-E. Free. But I'm telling you, if they bring you on as a client, it's it's been a great day for you. Because what they'll allow you to do is they'll do all the heavy lifting. They'll talk to the other insurance company. They'll run interference for you. They'll set doctor's appointments. They'll do all that heavy lifting. But what you can do is what? Work on rest and renewal. Getting your body back right. Getting back healthy again. Uh, They take care of that. Anybody who's been involved in something like this, and and y'all know my boy Matt McLaren was involved in an accident. Greening Law took care of him. They do. They fought the fight so that he didn't have to. They walk you through this process. It can be long and tedious and hard and, you know, a lot of things. You know, it can be intimidating. It can be scary. It can be all those things. Greening Law tells you when to walk, when to stay still, when to turn left, when to turn right. They take the doubt out of it, allow you to work. Again, on rest and renewal and getting your body back right. So if you've been involved in an accident, it's not your fault. Call the good people over there at Greening Law. Robert Greening does terrific work at firm in the community and uh, take care of you. Now, once again, you ain't take your boy's word for it. Give them a call, 972-934-8900. Remember, they don't get paid unless you get paid. So you don't have to wonder if they're grinding for you. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the, their uh, website. Greeninglaw.com And come to your own conclusion Now As we talk about football The conclusion I came to And I tweeted this out so some of y'all saw it This game As as I was watching it It reminded me of Spence and Crawford Uh, Did you see the fight Joe? Yeah a little bit Oh well Basically Crawford And I'm a Spence guy but Crawford just outclassed him, beat him up, knocked him down, controlled yep. the fight, dominated the fight, just beat him up. And it wasn't even in question. The only question was, was he going to get knocked out? And ultimately, he did. Uh, this game, to me, 
not really any different. I mean, the 49ers dominated from start to finish. Uh, it was never any. It was never in doubt. Cowboys had a couple opportunities to make it interesting. Uh, those didn't come to fruition. And uh, afterwards, Mike uh, Mike uh, McCarthy called it a humble experience. And guess what? I really argue with it, man. This was about as thorough a butt kicking I've seen from a good team. Like I've seen the Cowboys when they had bad teams get destroyed. Uh, but for them to have a good team and get beat like this, that means I mean, dog, that's a uh, that's an eye opener for them. See, I talked to uh, somebody inside the organization this week. And I asked him, I was talking to him about the game on Friday. And I said, so what do you think? And this person looked at me and he said, you know, here's my biggest thought game this week. And with that, I was like, well, damn, this must be profound. And he said, check this out. I wonder if they're so amped up for the game. Because everybody I've talked to has been like, this is a playoff game. We can't get ready. We can't wait to play these guys. We're going to take what's ours. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. He said, I wonder what happens if they lose. He said, I know, he said, I think it'll be a close game. But if they lose, will they be able to just shake it off and come right back against the Chargers the next game? Or will this have a hangover? He said, because if 49ers lose, I think the 49ers just be like, ah, it's just another game. We lost with four and one on to the next one. He said, but the Cowboys have put so much into this because they've ended their season the last two years. He goes, I hope they just, uh, if they don't win, I hope they haven't put so much into it that they can't get out of it. And it lingers because they're going through a tough stretch starting with this game. And I said, well, I think it'd be a close game. I don't know if they'll win or lose. I think, I think San Francisco is a little bit better, but we'll see. Well, it turned out that San Francisco was a hell of a lot better. And we really will see whether there's a hangover or not. Because uh, this was embarrassing, man. Um, San Francisco outgained the Cowboys 421 to 197. 42-10. Uh, it's the worst loss Mike McCarthy <laughs> has ever had. Definitely his worst loss with the Cowboys. His previous worst loss uh, was 38-10 uh, to 10, uh, in 2020. And Dak, wasn't, Dak was hurt then. So, you know, you have a little bit of, a, of an out right then. Uh, how about this, dog? 25 to 8 in first downs. San Francisco, 170 yards to 57 in rushing. Before, San Francisco ran it 41 times. Before you get into all of that, let me just say something. I don't think they was that good to begin with. I don't I don't think the Cowboys was that good to begin with because they they played, they should have been 4 0. They played four bad teams. They played none of the none of the teams that they played had the resolve that the 49ers had. None of them was nearly as good on defense. Um, we had a lot of holes in our game. There's just so many things. Like I told you, I got a ton of notes. There's just so many things that they did the wrong way, and not not even you know from week to week inconsistency. But they still won anyway. I just needed to I just needed to get that off my chest right quick. Well, I think they were, uh, I mean, I think, every, you know, the first six, seven, eight weeks of the season, everybody's trying to jockey around to see who's real and who's, who's Memorex, uh, who's for real and who's for play. And you can get fooled by that. Uh, but, I mean, they, we all know they play bad teams, and they took apart bad teams, which is what you should do. Uh, but I think everybody drew an eye like, okay, 
we seen uh, you blow out the Giants. Okay, we seen a whole lot of people blow out the Giants. We see you take care of the Jets. We seen a whole lot of people take care of the Jets. Even the Patriots. We said, man, wow, you did that to Bill Belichick's team. Wow. Okay, Bill Belichick's team got beat 34 to nothing today. Yep. So they are truly trash. Yep, uh, so, I mean, this is just um, this is just a referendum on, on who you are and what you're all about because their big problem now is not only have they got to get it together during this tough part of the schedule, but the, uh, the reality is what? They are already basically three games behind San Francisco because they're, San Francisco's 5-0, and Cowboys are 3-2, and but we all know San Francisco owns a tiebreaker now, so they're basically three games ahead. Uh, Philadelphia won today. Uh, didn't look great and still blew out the Rams by 17, I think. Was, uh, I think it was so, 23-14. Uh, you know what? I think it was. Yep. Uh, as I look at my notes right here. Uh, 23-14. And so, but they're 5-0. and uh, They're in first place. They're two games up on the Cowboys now. Uh, and if you look at the rest of the division, if you look at Washington, which got smoked the other day by the Bears, you look at the Giants, who look like they're on their way to a top-five pick, I don't think you can expect any help from those boys. And so uh, you're going to have to make up those games yourself in the two games you have against uh, Philadelphia. Uh, now, you know, they may drop another one along the way, but guess what? So might the Cowboys. So they're in a, they look like already five games into the season – um, if they're going to make the playoffs, and I still think they will, they're going to have to take the wild card route, which is maybe you get a home game and then you travel on the road for the next couple of weeks. It just makes your route a lot more difficult. Uh, but, you know, even bigger than that, they just look outclassed by San Francisco. Um, game was never close. San Francisco took the opening kickoff, drove for a touchdown. I'm not even sure they had a uh, – I think they had one third down on the drive. But it was – I mean, it was just boop, 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 touchdown. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I expected more resistance. Uh, what was your thoughts on that first drive? First drive, I thought that um, the running game of the 49ers showed up. Uh, all of their weapons showed up because your boy was, Purdy was spraying stuff everywhere. And the Cowboys really had no clue. And they moved around too much on defense. I thought they moved around, you know, they, they, they personnel, all them, them, package, them packages that they put in. I just thought, man, y'all got to get a base, and y'all got to play that. But uh, the same old problem showed up. Linebacker play, um, run fits, or whatever you want to say. I thought all of that stuff was discombobulated the first, just on the very first drive. Well, I think um, I looked at the first drive, and then I looked at the way the Cowboys' first drive went, which was three and out. The next drive went three and out. Mm-hmm. And the third drive, Tony Pollard fumbles on the first down. But the, the, to me, the tone had already been set, um, which is San Francisco was more physical team. They were, uh, matter of fact, I think I tweeted this out. Seemed like they was tackling like Mike Tyson with bad intentions. Like everything they did hitting wise was just like uber physical, um, slinging Tony Pollard out of bounds. I mean, they was just trying to hurt people. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but they were trying to bring that wood to them. Uh, Cowboys to me didn't match the physicality. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was getting to the you know through the line of scrimmage before he was getting hit on those first couple series, and they just never seemed into it to me. And uh, if you're not going to win the line of scrimmage against San Francisco, then guess what, folks? You have no chance, none at all. And uh, that to me is what happened. 
uh, it was a, I mean, I was really, uh, I, I'm trying, you know, I don't like to say shocked, but maybe I was shocked by the ease of which San Francisco just beat them down. And uh, now they're kind of like the laughing stock of the league because, um, you know, they're supposed to be good. They're supposed to be a contender. And there was nothing you saw tonight that said contender. Did you see any contender there? No. They 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 not the they the laughing stock of the league because the Cowboys always got a strut to them. If they win three, they gonna strut. If they if Cowboys Cowboy, you know I'm a Cowboy fan too, you know. But the Cowboys always got a certain strut, and then all the haters come out and all of that on social media and in the in the media and all of that. So yeah, everybody pointing their finger at that at butt kicking. They just take. They just took. No, uh, 42-10, that's, you know, I thought the Cowboys, uh, I think I predicted 24-20. Uh, I think you had uh, Dallas winning 28-17, something like that. I didn't want to uh, pick them, but you talked me into it, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> not many people had them getting beat by 32 oh, points. Oh, man. Uh, most people, I think they were favored by four and a half, so it's a blowout. Um, and, and, you know, Dallas is going to have to regroup. They're going to have to regroup in a hurry because uh, – and their big problem is offense, man. Uh, they haven't looked good on offense, and they're going up against the Chargers. You can say what you want to about the Chargers, who are consistently inconsistent. Their head coach, Brandon Staley, makes some of the dumbest analytic-driven decisions you'll ever see. Yeah. But they can score points. And uh, Justin Herbert's a heck of a quarterback. Uh, we didn't see any pressure on Brock Purdy today. And so the Cowboys will uh, will have to regroup and regroup in a hurry uh, before they head out back out to the West Coast next week and uh, deal with the Chargers. Before we move in to the second most important part of this game, I got to tell you what happened to me Friday at Smokey John's Barbecue. So y'all think I'd be making this up, but I really don't. I decided, okay, I haven't had a jam session bowl in a minute, like a couple of months. So I went and grabbed one. And let me tell y'all, here's what happened. I walked in, and I promise y'all, this happens, and it happens fairly frequently, is I walked in, and I ordered the jam session bowl. And these three kids, white kids, uh, came up next, and I saw one of them eyeing what I ordered. I said, that look good, don't it? And he said, yeah, we're down here from Oklahoma, so I haven't been here before. What is, what is that? Where is it on the menu? And I said, check this out, dog. It ain't on the menu. It's on the secret menu. It's called the Jam Session Bowl. <laughs> and I said, he said, well, what, what? I said, he said, what you put in there? And I told him, I said, it sounded like I was doing a, like I was talking to y'all. I was like, hey, man, I rocked with the brisket and the sausage, but then all the stuff you find on the loaded baked potato, man, they put that on there, too. I said, bacon bits and chives and onions. I mean, all that stuff, man. Look at it. And he said, wow. And then his partner looked at it and said, I might need to change. I said, dog, you can if you want to or get it on your way home uh, after the game. Uh, and then I said, who you got? OU of Texas. And he said, man, we're from OU. We're we, we going with Boomer sooner. I said, all right. Well, make sure you pick one up. But that's just how good the jam session poll is. I was convinced these three college kids to change their order and get it because it looks so good. Uh, as I told you, I ate mine, didn't finish it, had leftovers. Uh, it was delicious. Um, but here's the other thing. If you want Smokey John's 
and you don't want to go to the restaurant over there off of Mockingbird, you can go to the website, SmokeyJohns.com. You can click on Marketplace. You can uh, order the rib, I mean the rub or the sauce, have it delivered to your house in a couple days, or pick it up at the local HEB. It's there, and Smokey John's can be at your crib immediately on the same day that you want it. Uh, Smokey John's Barbecue is great. We can't do the show without them. Stop by, get yourself the jam session bowl, send me a thank you note later. All right, check this out, dog. Mike McCarthy just suffered his worst loss as a Cowboys coach. Uh, did not have his team ready to play. Outclassed offensively, defensively. Um, I think Mike McCarthy, coming off a couple 12-5 and five seasons, is a terrific coach. Um, I like the way he takes charge of the team. I like his aggressiveness. But I'm here to tell y'all, and we're going to get into Dak, so don't worry about that. We're going to get into Dak in a minute because Dak was awful today. We're going to have to get into Dak on Thursday, too. I mean, we get on Dak on Tuesday, no, on no. every day this week. Cause oh, when, when what's-his-name come on Thursday? Uh, when Clancy Hill Jr. shows up on Roger uh, that's that. Friday, dog. We tape it on Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Friday, Thursday. Uh, Roger that. Yeah, we can have a talk with Clancy Hill Jr. about uh, Dak, I'm sure, because uh, the narrative will be up front and center today. But uh, Mike McCarthy, man, uh, for all the good that he's done, you know, got the team to the playoffs for the, in consecutive years for the first time since the mid-'90s. Got double-digit win seasons in consecutive years for the first time since the mid-'90s. That's all great, but this team is going to be judged by its playoff performance. Uh, he's going to be judged by his playoff performance, and today is not a good sign. Um, you know, he was hired to take over the offense. Uh, I mean, that's what – I mean, basically, Kellen Moore was fired, all right? They can part ways mutually. Basically, I want if this is going to be my last year, maybe it is, maybe it's not, I want to run the offense. I want to be in charge. I want to be in control of my own destiny. That's great. And here's why. You can get all the credit when it's deserved. You can get all the blame when it's deserved. Uh, this is a game where they had their offensive line, Tyron Smith, left tackle, Tyler Smith, left guard, Biotish at center, Zach Martin at right guard, Terrence Steele at right tackle. They had everything they wanted. Those guys did nothing today. I mean, just nothing. Tony Pollard, 8 for 29 rushing, uh, 19 for 57 on the ground, a long of 10. I mean, it was just pathetic all the way around. Dak Prescott, 14 to 24, 153 yards, three picks, sacked three times, hit a few others. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, 4 for 49. Um, you know, just not much impact on any of those guys. And so the question has to be, oh, there was one bit of good news. No red zone issues today. Why? They ain't get to the red zone today. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that but, uh, issues, most definitely. <laughs> uh, so the question is, what is, you know, Mike McCarthy's Texas Coast offense, West Coast offense, his version of the offense, whatever. It ain't really been all that impressive. Uh, they've scored a few points, but the red zone offense has been bad. Uh, Dak is throwing a bunch of short passes, so you're not getting the big plays that leads to scoring. It seems a little disjointed. Uh, yeah, it looked great against the Giants when he scored 40, but a lot of that was, uh, you know, the defense setting you up. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I look at this offense and there's something missing. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it other than they haven't been able to get Brandon Cooks involved. Uh, he had one for six tonight. I mean, this guy has been a 1,000-yard receiver. This guy who they brought in to take the top off of defense. Um, he didn't really do much today, man. Had four targets, one catch. Uh, six, Michael six Gallup yards. didn't do anything. So, uh, you look at that offense, what do you see? I see that they should have. They don't, they don't have a pecking order when it comes to playmakers. And one of the things I put in my notes was uh, they should have a pecking order. It should be C.D., Gallup, Cooks, Ferguson, and then whoever. If you don't have a pecking order, then who are you going to get the ball to? Who's the big dog that need to be fed on that offense? In the passing game, it's got to be C.D. We know in the running game it's Tony Pollard. But C.D. caught four balls. I think he got targeted six times. But they never have consistently got him the ball like they did that first game. And that's what I thought you was going to see with this West Coast offense, that he was going to catch 10, 11 balls. He can't do that every game, but you need to damn sure try to get him the ball. That's what I thought. That's what I th- think is missing in the offense. Every team has a pecking order. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt C.D.'s – at the top of the food chain, I think some of the problem today was uh, they only had the ball 22 minutes. Why did they have the ball 22 minutes? Because they were 4 for 11 on third down. Yep. A lot of those were were long third downs, third and seven, third and eight, third and ten. And um, they couldn't sustain any drives. And when you can't sustain any drives, you can't get any rhythm. And when you can't get any rhythm, um, it's hard to move the ball. I mean, if you look at their possessions, listen to this. Three plays, three plays, one play, three plays, 11 plays, three plays, two plays, six plays, three plays, two plays, three plays, six plays, four plays. I mean, that's one drive of more than six plays in the entire game. And they had a lot of possessions. And so, I mean, that the, the, the offense was just pathetic. And it starts with the line getting beat down up front. Um, Dak never got comfortable. And when he's not comfortable, you know, the passing game didn't have a rhythm. It was just, uh, you know, Nick Bost, what he did to uh, Terrence Steele. He had the one sack, but he hit Dak four times. Uh, they ended up with uh, how many sacks? One, two, three. Ended up with four sacks. Uh, they hit Dak six, nine times. And uh, they pressured him a few other times. So he was under constant harassment. Uh, but... Uh, my original point was Mike McCarthy is not guaranteed to be here next year if this team flops in the playoffs because they're built. What did Jerry say? What does Jason Stevens say? They believe it's a team that can contend for a championship. That doesn't say win it, but it says be a contender. Uh, by most accounts, that means get to the NFC championship game and have a shot. Um, that right now, we're only five weeks in, but still, that looks a little shady right now because they were so thoroughly dominated. And uh, we see what San Francisco and Philly have been doing to the other teams. And and we don't know how they're going to play on the big stage, but Detroit Lions got something going up in the Motor City right now. Uh, and I say that because they have taken on their head coach's personality, which is energy and physicality. And physicality right now, uh, that might bother you, Dallas Cowboys. They have physical. And so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, McCarthy can can get it together and get some more productivity 
from his offense. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think when I think about the, the Eagles and the 49ers, it's not that they've been so dominant against other teams. The 49ers, it took them a minute to whoop the Cardinals. It took them a minute to win a couple other games. You know, they had to get their stuff straight with a couple. They, they win a couple other games. They just been, they were just totally dominant to us. So if they've been beating people right. a little bit, you know, getting by, beating, you know, winning games, getting wins, and then they just thoroughly kick our ass, it just make me think, where do we stand? Where 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 do we stand with with everything? And it's like I said at the beginning, I don't think they was that good to begin with. The schedule just been kind to. Them. Right. Well, we we'll, we gonna find out over this next month because uh, they got a tough schedule coming up. Um, and so we'll see we'll see how they get done. But uh Mike McCarthy, um, I think it's okay now to say, hey, he gonna have to put it together because um there are huge expectations inside the building in terms of ownership for this team. And um, you know, if, if those expectations aren't met, it's going to be a problem. Let me ask you this. Uh, Let me ask you this. How are we what, are we on the pitch count? How much how many games? Are we going to give Mike before Jerry say, hey, man, I appreciate you. We're going to let Dan Quinn take No, nah, I don't over. think. That ain't going to happen? No, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. Jerry's only Jerry's been a, the owner of the team for more than 30 years. Only once has he fired a coach in the middle of the season that was Wade Phillips because they right. quit on him. Right. I don't think uh, I don't think this team will quit on uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, plus, you have to look at it this way. If they were to play so poorly that you fired Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn would probably have something to do with that, meaning the defense play to the level of expectation either. And so if the defense doesn't play to the level of expectation either, it's going to be a problem. Okay. Uh, so, so I think that um, he's going to be here for the long haul. And then they'll make a decision at the end of the year about whether he comes back or not. Now, along that same lines is, and I hear people talking about it today, it's a quarterback issue. Dak Prescott didn't play well today. Uh, maybe he was a little amped up early because he, he missed a tight end high on the first drive. But... Um, uh, he just never looked comfortable. He never looked right. Uh, touchdown pass to Turpin was nice. That was probably the only moment of the game was really cool for Dak. Um, you know, the interceptions are the interceptions. It's just a bad day for him. And so here's a question. Do you believe Dak, who's now 30 in his eighth season, is going to be the guy? And here's why the Cowboys have to answer this question. Because... Uh, he's got a $50 million cap hit next year. That's not going to be there. So you either got to restructure his contract or you have to get ready to, to, uh, to, to live with life without him. Now, some of y'all are jumping up and down saying, yeah, I want to live life without Dak. Screw Dak. He's not that good. He sucks. He's this. He's that. And that's fine. But the question is always, what's your quarterback plan? And you must have a quarterback plan. It's going to work. But you got to have a plan. Because once you get on that road to looking for a new quarterback, y'all have forgotten it was only six years from Troy Aikman to Tony Romo. It felt like about 20, but it was only six. 
You could be the Cleveland Browns. They've been searching for somebody since Otto Graham, man. <laughs> yeah. Back in the 50s. Both, both you could Cleveland, be both Cleveland. The New York Jets. Yeah. Both Cleveland Browns. Yeah. New York Jets searching uh, for somebody since Brock Joe. You can be uh, the Miami Dolphins searching for somebody for uh, since Dano. You can you can be a whole lot of teams searching for that guy, and there's no guarantee. I mean, Detroit Lions been searching for somebody forever, and so um, you know until you get it worked out. That quarterback highway is a lonely place. As Bill Parcells used to say, there's not a place called 1-800-Quarterbacks where you just dial it up and find a guy. And so, you know, until you do that, man, until you have that plan together, you have to be careful what you ask for. Now, yeah, that doesn't mean you, you got to operate in fear. You know, uh, Philadelphia said Carson Wentz is terrible. Fine, we'll take the $100 trillion cap hit and move on. But you just have to understand that when you make that move and you decide that you want to get rid of Dak, there's no guarantee you're going to find that quarterback you think. And check this out, man. It don't matter if you made some miraculous deal and got in a draft. Ain't no guarantee that guy. And so it's just a hard move to get rid of a guy. When you got a guy who can play, it's just a hard way to to get rid of him because, dude, it's the hardest position I think in professional sports and it's just no guarantees that whoever you draft is going to be who you think he is I think in this current offense they're doing all they can to, to to cut down on his decisions with the commitment to the running game um, asking him to throw the check downs more getting rid of the ball faster you alright over there my mic is going a little crazy but okay it's Wait, no, it's, all, it's all about Dak, man. Um, they got to get him to play better. I mean, I, and he may be in some strange purgatory now where he's trying, okay, we got a new offense. I don't want to make the mistakes I made last year. So I want to be conservative, but I want to be aggressive, and he can't quite find how to how to make it work just yet. Um, but they need to make it work in a hurry. Uh, they just looked out of sync today. Well, I calmed down a lot after the game, but – I don't want to hear. I, I did, man. I had to. I had to walk around, talk a little bit, drink a little lemonade, you know, do something. But I'm gonna tell you, I don't. I'm tired of hearing about analytics and all this other stuff. He just the people plain and simple. He just keep throwing the ball to the wrong damn people, man. And I'm looking at that stuff, and I know the ball hit off of uh, Gallup or whatever. Sometimes maybe you don't need to go to ball, go to go. Go to him right there or something. I'm just tired of that stuff, man. I can't I can't deal. He I know you said earlier the interceptions are the interceptions. I don't even know what that means. I think it's it's crap. Well, I mean I mean when in a game like this where you know you have an interception that bounces off a receiver, you're playing from behind, you're harassed, you're going to throw picks. Was he I mean, harassed though? Was piece. he har- was he harassed like that though? Couple of them, I'm I'm gonna say them two words again. That drive people. Couple of them, couple of them picks was clean pockets, man. 
He ain't. He's standing well, up. I'm gonna act like a. I'm gonna act like a coach. I had to go back and look. Okay. Uh, cause I don't. Cause I don't know. Um, but you know, I think the bottom line is he didn't play good today. Uh, he didn't play good from the start. Uh, but nobody did. <laughs> I mean, and as we move into uh, you know the Cowboys defense, uh, this is a lot of their work in my opinion. Like you supposed to have had this badass defense, okay? Michael Parsons, hey, defense player of the year, one of the three best defensive players in the league. Whether you're talking about uh, Miles Garrett in Cleveland, or whether you're talking about uh, your boy TJ uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, duh, Michael Parsons didn't show up tonight. Hey man, now maybe San Francisco had Dan- a great plan for him. Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Joshua Dobbs. Who's the other guy? I'm just oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Okay. <laughs> we, we, I mean, come on, come on. We supposed to, we supposed to shut them down. We supposed that, to shut I'm them. I'm not talking about them. I'm well, talking well, about I'm, Michael fucking Parsons being a playmaker. I know that tonight he wasn't. He disappeared. So it don't matter who that. the quarterback was. It does matter he who the quarterback the, is. It it very much matters who they play. He's dealing with the offensive line. Okay, it's the same. It's the same combination of player, offensive line, quarterback. Same thing. It's the same thing. It don't. It don't. It, the system that they play in, the the quarterback, the system, the offensive line, it all works together. That like you say, I'm not breaking no news. I'm just telling you, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons looked great against lesser teams. He didn't look great tonight. They might have to move him. I mean, you you got him on the line. He getting caught up in all kind of traffic. He getting beat up with his hand down on every down. He getting beat up. That's my problem with what they're doing with Michael. He's taking a lot of abuse because they're running right at him. and He getting tagged a lot. I don't know if he's going to last the whole season if they keep him right there every time. That's all well, I'm they, saying. They, I mean, they typically move him around quite a bit. Again, I can't really track it while I'm watching the game. But, um, I mean, they move him around inside, outside, on the edge. But I'm just saying, typically, no, I mean, that's why he was second in the defensive player of the year voting last year because he's a disruptive force. Today, he was not a disruptive force. Couldn't get to the quarterback. Uh, whether they were double-teaming him, triple-teaming him. It didn't really matter. And, uh, you know, that was symptomatic of the entire team, meaning, you know, Tank Lawrence didn't do much today. And, you know, San Francisco got a terrific offense and a terrific team, so I understand that. That's what I was but saying. the fact is. That's exactly what is, I was saying. For, but for you to win these games, you have to be disruptive. Um, and, you know, that's some of Dan Quinn, but that's some of Parsons, and that's some of Tank Lawrence because – uh, them two linebackers for um, San Francisco were certainly disruptive, and you know it's just it just is what it is. At the end of the day, your best players on defense have got to make plays. Your best players on offense have got to make plays, and if they don't, against good teams, you get what you get today, which is your kick. Hmm. What? Now, I, I, hey, I can't, I can't, I can't keep telling you it's the competition that they playing. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is, is you, you, 
you can dominate when you got weak ass people on the other side. If you play a good team, it's like, it's just like the example that you was making with the with the fighters. You know, right? And you was outclassed, so you can look dominant as hell the first four or five weeks of the season, and then when you get punched in the mouth and you don't respond the right way, it's just it's just a different system. It's a different team. It's all of that wrapped into one. Yeah, well, they're gonna have to hurry up and figure it out. Uh, Chargers provide a very good uh, good opponent to do it. But when you look at uh, the Cowboys today, they got one sack. That was by J. Ryan Curse, uh, Micah Parsons, uh, four tackles, no sacks, no quarterback hits, and Brock Purdy uh, threw the ball. I think he threw it, but you know the problem is he threw it under control. He was seventeen to twenty four, two fifty two. I was like, wow. And then, you know, I thought the most, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, I think it was third quarter when it's still a ball game. It's uh, third down, and uh, they get a big completion. It's right after uh, Jordan Lewis goes out, and they get a big completion to Ayuk for 40 yards in the first down. Whoop, tweet, tweet. Holding call. Bring it back. Move it back 10 yards. Third down and long. And, bruh, they come right back on the dig route for another 40-yard gain. And I was just like, to Debo Sammy, I was just like, wow. That pretty much ends it to me. Um, and that had to be demoralizing. Uh, but they didn't do anything well tonight, bro. Did you see anything they did good? No. Nah. So... Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a rough, rough few days for the Cowboys. Um, I'll be interested to see what Dak has to say about it. Um, I'll be interested to go out there Wednesday, uh, probably Thursday, and hear uh, what the players have to say about it because uh, this was a humbling experience. They got to do some reevaluation. They got to see who they are and what they're all about. And, uh, dude, they got to figure out a way to make some plays. Uh, on, you know, just as a, I'm really surprised the defense got beat up like that. Um, you know, I thought it was defense, and uh, I didn't see much out there that said we're good defense today. Out of the physical nature of the game. Uh, now, San Francisco got a great scheme, so maybe it's just a one-off in San Francisco. But two of the last weeks, we didn't seen a manhandled by an offense. And so uh, they got some good ones coming up, and uh, Philadelphia is looming. And, but uh, you know, it's been it's be interesting to see what they got, man. Because this is a part of the season where you can feel sorry for yourself and have a pity party, and you can get your butt kicked again. Um, then again, the flip side of it is it's a week to week league. Uh, we saw Jacksonville beat Buffalo today. You know, you see teams go up and down on a regular. Um, and so there's still time time to get it together. But uh, right now, it's going to be a long, sad ride home uh, from the bay. Uh, what do you think the key to getting this thing turned back around is for your Dallas Cowboys? I don't know. I mean, I'm not even sure what the fuck to say after you done said Micah fucking Parsons like that. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Dog, when you're the defensive player of the year, you're supposed to be able to make some plays. 
It don't That's work. all. It don't work like that. But all right. I mean, it's supposed to. It don't work like that. Football don't you, work like that. And even if you don't, if you, even if you don't make them, you can be a disruptor. But he didn't even get to be a disruptor today. And they, you, you know, so and sometimes you think he out there doing that stuff by himself. That's what we've been talking about the whole time, this whole year. That he don't do it all. Don't Armstrong play tonight? Did you see him do anything? Did Tank do anything tonight? He not. Michael Parsons not out there doing stuff by himself. He's got it. Take the whole team for him to get down like this. He not LT. He LT like. That's that's the thing. And LT didn't uh, do it by LT didn't do it by himself. You gotta have other dogs for the big dog to eat. It just that's just how it worked. And then they got they got that. they got beat by a coach. They got beat by a system. They got beat by a better team. Like you said, they was outclassed. And that's my point. I was trying to make. When you want to be dismissive as hell, I was trying to make that point to say, hey, they've been playing against them other guys that ain't no damn good. Their ass wasn't good to begin with. That's the thing. That, that's what you look at. You look at the body of work they've been doing. They wasn't that good to begin with. And everybody thought they was. The Cardinals showed you they wasn't. 182 yards the first half. Everything matters in a season. Everything. You can go back, pull information. Uh, you go back, pull information forward. It's the same shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm not making no sense. Well, I think when your best players, like if you look at the game tonight, however you want to slice it or dice it, San Francisco's best players all showed up and had moments. If you look at the Cowboys' best players, You got Dak going 14 to 24 for 153 yards, three picks and a TD. You got a pilot eight for 29 with a fumble. You got CeeDee Lamb, four for 49. Tank, four tackles. Michael Parsons, four tackles, no sacks, one pressure. Tank, no sacks. Uh, I'm not sure how many pressures he had or quarterback hits. And so, you know, I think when you just look at it, one team's best players made a difference. The other team's best players didn't make a difference. And they said all week that for them to win, their best players had to play well. The pressure, and so, the pressure was all on the Cowboys. The Cowboys put the pressure all on themselves. We need this game. We got to have this game. I got called five minutes before the game. Somebody asked me, what do you think? I said, I think the Cowboys going to get their ass kicked today. Five minutes before the game because no. all the pressure is on them. They put all the pressure on themselves. And when you do that, you, 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 you're probably going to lose the game. That's what I'm saying. The 49ers wasn't feeling no pressure to play Dallas. They don't whoop Dallas already. They pretty much had Dallas' number, but Dallas had the pressure. They was all trying to talk down the game. Mike McCarthy was like, this not a this. You got to have balance and all of that. This, this, this game is just another game, but it's really not. All that equivocation and shit, hey, they put the pressure on themselves. And pressure either going to make a diamond or it's going to bust the pipe. That's all I can tell you. Well, it busted the pipe today. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to and, say. And uh, <clears throat> the question, uh, question now would be whether they can regroup. Because this was good. this was gone. You can mourn it for 24 hours, just like you'd celebrate it for 24 hours. But this one's gone, and uh, you know it makes the uh, it makes the Chargers game that much more intriguing. I think because now 
they got answered, and you know the answers have been good when they've lost. I think they won the last after they lose. They won the last nine games and averaged thirty three points a game. Uh, but I think if we looked at the schedule, most of those teams they played have been subpar. The Chargers are a good team, a dangerous team. You got to go back out to the West Coast. And so uh, we're about to see. We've already got a turning point in the Dallas Cowboys season. Uh, right now against the Chargers. And, dude, you know it's going to be interesting because your boy Kellen Moore would be like, yeah, I thought it was all me. Let me show you how it's not all me. And so uh, I think he'll have a little something for uh, for the Cowboys, and uh, we'll see if, uh, if they can get it together. What's your biggest question from this game moving forward? If they're going to resort, if they're going to resort back to the same stuff, because what happens in a locker room on a team, a lot of times you get in the game and the same stuff start happening, the same type of play or the same big play or. The same thing start happening in a game, and you either resort back to, oh, man, I told that fool not to play like that, or I told him we got to do this, and he ain't he going back to the same thing. Sometimes it's like, a, you know how you say muscle memory? Where you start getting that losing yeah. mentality memory. That, fe- that feeling comes back, the 49er feeling. They need to get rid of that. They need to get rid of the 40, you know, let's, let's, let's move forward. But it's, sometimes it's hard to do. Because ain't nothing like getting your ass thoroughly kicked to make you stop believing in what the coach telling you. <laughs> it's, it's, I know that's true. You know all of that stuff like that happens on a team where it's like it's as long as we winning, I believe this West Coast stuff is going to going to happen right. I believe I can throw checkdowns and hey, it's going to be a good thing. Well, I saw some 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 checkdowns of death that Dak was throwing. He's stirring the check down down, and a couple of them guys got drilled. Uh, uh, Dowdell got drilled. Dowdle, Dowdle got drilled a yeah. couple of times. It's like, Dak, what you doing? If you're going to throw the check down, throw it now. But I'm, I, I digress, but what I'm saying is you can't get back into that losing pattern where it's like, don't, I'm like I said, it, it, that's what I'm looking for, to see if they can put that behind them and how much do they really believe in what they're doing. That's it. That's it for me. No, I think uh, I think all that is interesting. Um, you know, you know the other question I'm getting from uh, from everybody because uh, I put out on Twitter. You know, what do y'all want to want to talk about? Uh, you know, Steve Macbeth, eight years in with Dak, move on, no extension. You got Lance on a low ball contract. See what he's got. No, nope. uh, don't piss away a great defense. And I'm like. Do y'all realize Lance don't even know the offense? I mean, he's only capable of doing so much without knowing the offense. And two, where's this great defense? Because I didn't see it. I think they got a good defense, but uh, it has not proved to be great. And uh, you certainly can't think about that. 55 is out again. He's going to be out again. I mean. Yeah, that neck thing looked bad. And he got neck. He he got cervical uh, stenosis. It's only a matter of time. He came in with a bad neck. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, basically, he has the uh, he got a narrow he got a narrow spinal column, which is basically what put uh, what ended Michael Irvin's career, and so he's been playing with it. But you know, uh, whenever he gets hit, it's always like you know, you just never know if this is the one that does it. Uh, it's a violent game, and uh, that hit was like a lot of hits. It's just weird. He he actually was in an awkward position in his 
neck ended up on uh, Michael Parsons' ribs, I think, and that's what bent his neck. So, it um, like to me, just talk to the. Seemed like to me whenever he get like a high, what? when he get a high volume of tackles, he seemed like he out the next game. I know he had fourteen last year in one of those games, and then he was out the next two weeks. It's just not a bad. Yeah, right. It's not a good combination to have neck and shoulder <laughs> problems and be a linebacker. What else you hit with? No, because all you all you do is bang on people. So no, nah. yeah, that's it. Well, um, it's a tough loss uh, for your Dallas Cowboys tonight. Forty-two ten. Uh, Dak just finished talking a few minutes ago. I'd be interested to uh, go back and hear his comments. You know what he's gonna see say? What kind of perspective? Let me tell you what he's gonna say. <laughs> he gonna hold say. on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> What's he gonna say? He's gonna say, "This is uh, this is embarrassing." Uh, we're going to play better. We got to do better. Uh, we better than this. Uh, I know our fans expect us to play better. And I'm blah, 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 <laughs> follow my sword a hundred times, do to do it again, all of that stuff. That, that's what he's going to say. He, I mean, he polished. He good at that. And I don't think he mean to play bad, but his ass playing bad. That's, that's just part of it. Uh, let me see. I got one quote from Dak. Uh, this was maybe the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Bingo. Uh, now that's interesting because you know he wasn't. You know Mississippi State was not like a world beater. I mean they got up to number one, but and when he says a part of, he may mean like as a starter and a guy who had a big impact on the game. That's interesting. We'll have to go back and look at some of his Mississippi State scores and see. Uh, he also says something about Leighton Vanderesh that leads me to think that what you said is correct, which is thoughts and prayers and hoping for the best for him, whatever it is with Leighton. Obviously, understanding that he's had previous history. Uh, so it makes me think maybe he knows a little something. And then uh, for those of you who get down with special teams, uh, there's a chance that C.J. Goodwin uh, – Torres left pick, which would keep him out for an extended period of time. What happened to Deron Bland? So, I haven't heard anything on Deron Bland. Yeah, he left the game. So, uh, so that's all I got for now. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll get some more obviously in the next uh, twenty four hours and see what's happening. But your Dallas Cowboys take it on the chin tonight, forty two ten. Coach called it humbling. Star quarterback called it humbling. Uh, Jacques Taylor called it embarrassing. You got a word for it? Nah, they just they, they just got their ass kicked. It is what it is. Okay, Big John the Big Red called it an ass kicking. <laughs> uh, we always appreciate uh, the good folks at uh, Greening Law for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, for Big John the Big Red, I'm John Jacques Taylor. Until we chat again, y'all be blessed. <laughs>